On this week's episode, I catch up with Toronto-based singer and producer Z Forbes. I first met Z Forbes about a year ago when he performed on my other show, Sideways, and I've kept tabs on him ever since. Although he was classically trained on the saxophone growing up, everything else Zach has learned over the years, be it uh, new instruments, recording techniques, or mixing and mastering, is self-taught. And his sound shows that he's done a good job of that. He also shared with me some of his uh, favorite vinyl he's collected over the years, so I'll be sure to add the links to those albums in the description. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy my chat with Z-Forbes. I've been getting is just like pretty organic, just for sure. up and stuff. Uh, kind of yeah. similar to Sideways, I think. Kind of pretty, uh, pretty much, yeah, dude, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and I saw you followed me, and I was like, oh yeah, I should totally hit up Zach. So cool, man. Yeah, I appreciate here it. Here we dude. are. <laughs> you feel pretty special over here. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So tell me, what's uh, what have you been up to during uh, during these weird, crazy times? I feel like um, it's like a mix of uh, doing a lot yet nothing at the same time. You know what I mean? Like there's lots right. of time spent just on the couch watching Netflix and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then there's also time like being really creative, trying to work on new things. Mm-hmm. Like um, as my day job, I'm a music teacher, like teaching right. uh, children and some adults. Okay. And I usually work out of like a music school. So I would go there from like, say like 3 p.m. to like 9 p.m. Okay. Five days a week. And then when everything got shut down, it was basically like we had to convert all the in-person lessons to like Zoom or Skype lessons. Interesting. So I basically haven't had a, a break from work, but it's like transitioned. Well, that's like, great, man. That's like, crazy that's work. super rare right now. Everyone, everyone's kind of getting, you know, just like really messed up with uh, their work uh, situation. So it's really good to hear that you're, you're able to. No, for work. sure. And there's been like a bit of a drop off in like numbers, I'd say. But overall, it's like still pretty good. Still pretty right. consistent. Like nice. gives me something to do. But yeah, yeah man, definitely. I feel like everybody like I was not a Zoom or a video call person to begin yeah. with right. and you just you get comfortable with it pretty quick eh definitely it's uh yeah it's it's weird too that like i had no idea what zoom was at all before before any of this like i think like i don't know it, it kind of like it seemed to uh you know covid happened and then suddenly zoom was like the biggest thing and i was just like well like you know there's skype and like google hangouts and stuff but uh having used zoom now for I'm sure man super impressed with it it's pretty cool yeah, I saw a joke. It was like Skype had like an eight-year head start. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're messing up. Exactly, exactly. And like, it's kind of interesting to see like the other uh, apps. Like, I don't know Instagram just started like doing their like rooms thing where you can like jump in. You can do like oh, chat, cool. like video chat rooms now. I just oh, really? noticed Instagram nice. doing that. Yeah, have you seen any of the uh, like the Instagram versus uh, battles where? two artists will like play their hits back to back, like back and forth. I, I've, I've caught a couple of those. Yeah. I think, um, Ida Sophia, who was also on, uh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. she, she did something with a rapper, um, which was pretty cool. I thought it was TikTok to be honest. Cause I, I know that from TikTok, right. Where it's like the side by side, uh, yeah, yeah. and cool. Uh, anyway, man, yeah, man, yeah. people are getting creative with the social media nowadays. I guess oh, like we're forced to, to, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You absolutely have to. Um, what, what, like, uh, what shows have you been watching on Netflix? Netflix. Uh, I've been loving the Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Man. The last dance. I still have to watch the last episode. I'm kind of savoring it because yeah. I don't want it to end kind of thing, sure. but I'm also like, I feel like it's, it's awesome. Cause I'm kind of like reliving my childhood through watching it. There's so much like, nostalgia factor yeah definitely 
it's so sick and then to see like how everything is like they've taken this old vhs footage and it's all like super hd now yeah it's, like, it's pretty wild to see yeah man i uh my my well jake you know jake jake uh yeah. jake's been watching uh been watching already finished it and he's just been telling me man just watch it i i can't believe like he was telling me like you can hear like jordan like talk shit to the players oh, and yeah, stuff man. and i just have this like image of like Space Jam. That's that's like the Michael totally. Jordan I know, the super nice guy. And then like, yeah, man, he, obviously he talks shit and like, you know, like know tried to get in people's faces and stuff. So yeah, I'm, super, actually, I'm super excited. Totally. Yeah, you should watch it, man. There's an episode actually where it talks about how he was like, uh, had this like Mr. Clean image, like totally nice guy. Yeah. But under the surface, he was like this like fierce competitor that would just like tear anyone down if he had to. Exactly. So it was exactly. kind of like contradicted his public image so <laughs> kind of cool and then you see yeah. him now yeah he's like talking shit about people it's pretty yeah wild. exactly dude um yeah uh well that's cool man yeah good that's uh definitely do you, have you been like um have you like started any new hobbies or anything like that i know a lot of people are like making sourdough breads and all that kind of stuff uh hobbies let's see um i started doing push-ups again which is like okay trying to get a little more physical i feel like i'm like you know those guys in prison, they just like, it's like, yeah. well, I better start working out. Yeah, so definitely. So like, try a bit of that. Right. Uh, I try, I've tried to cut my hair, which was oh, yeah. an experience. As you can see, it's like a little botch, but I'm working on it. Like you have your like, own hair? I cut my own hair. Oh, yeah. dude, that looks pretty good. <laughs> it took me like, there's been like three attempts. I'm kind of like How fixing it up. Every time. The back, yeah, I can't show you the back. The back is like <laughs> a little rough. And also like my girlfriend's obviously been helping me out. Right. And uh, we both accidentally took like a, a good chunk out of it. Yeah. So there's yeah. a serious chunk in the back of my head that I think is recovered now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah luckily I have a girlfriend that I live with that can uh, do all that stuff. Help me nice. That, that's good. That's good. Yeah, man. I uh, so I was uh, I was up north in Huntsville for uh, the last two months. I just got back to the city like on Thursday. Okay. Um, and yeah, before we left, uh, same thing. My girlfriend and I were... Uh, like doing the uh, quarantine stuff together. Yep. Um, and then after a couple of weeks, we didn't show any symptoms and uh, we just decided to go up north and like get out of the city. Things were getting too crazy here. I'm jealous, man. I wish I could do that. Oh, dude, it was so worth it. Um, but uh, yeah, before we went, my girlfriend shaved my head. I had like, my hair was just getting like crazy long. I was like, that's just too yeah, man. Um, and then after a couple of months, my, my mom was like, do you want me to like try fading your hair? And I was like, totally. And then we like watched a video together and she's like, I think I got this. And then she did this. I think it's grown back now, but she like went over here and like suddenly like was down to a zero and like just, so I just had a bald patch like right here. And yeah. I was like, what, what happened? She's just like, Oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> what I did to myself. I cut off this sideburn and then my <laughs> girlfriend took the chunk out of the back. So we both had like one. Yeah. One mistake that was a pass. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not. And yeah, it's exactly. like you're you're staying inside, right? So it's exactly. not like yeah, that's a benefit. It's like well, I don't really have to go out, and uh, yeah, people aren't really gonna see me too much, right? Yeah. Uh, have you been working on new music? Yeah, man. Um, I've been like so. I started off kind of like as a music producer, like making beats for other artists. Okay. Yeah. And then how I started doing my own stuff was basically I just had like an excess of beats and not right. enough artists to work on the songs for them okay. so then I just started singing and like writing to my own music right that's how I kind of transitioned into just being my own artist I suppose and then I kind of got into a point where then I just started only making beats that I felt like I could sing on right 
But then uh, I feel like lately I'm getting hit up with more people that are just like looking for beats for themselves. So I'm kind of back to where I began kind of crafting sounds for other people. Sweet. And then it's kind of like, I'm kind of juggling between the two, like working on my own stuff, Wicked. Uh, producing for other artists. Also, I do like a mixing and mastering work as well. Cool, man. So there's, it's like, I wear many hats yeah, as a definitely. musician. Where, uh, where did you get your like background and in, in, in all of that? Like when, when did you start playing instruments and like figuring out that you were into really into music? Yeah, it's kind of like a, that's a good question, man. It's like, I have to go way back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll try to give you like the Coles notes, but yeah, um, for sure. so basically my, my two parents are both musicians. My cool. mom is more of a, like a visual artist, a painter, Okay. but she always uh, played piano and she was a piano teacher just like a couple days a week, just like teaching out of our house. All right. So I was always like exposed to music. I didn't really know if I wanted to do it myself. And then my dad was like a composer. He wrote music for, um, like nature shows, like Discovery Channel type stuff. Okay. So I always had like, there's always music in the background I was hearing, but as a kid, I just wanted to play like video games and sports and that kind of, right? So it came to a point where my parents basically forced me to take music lessons. And that was uh, in about grade seven. Yeah. So my first instrument was, um, was a saxophone. Wow. And so I joined like the school band, did the whole like, school orchestra thing um and then i kind of got more into rock stuff when yeah. i was like in high school started discovering like pink floyd led zeppelin all the like awesome classic rock Jimi hendrix wicked so um i basically started playing drums because my buddies we just wanted to form a band okay and we had no idea if it was going to be any good but it was just like there's four of us right if right. each of us takes on an instrument like we can we can do something, right? Definitely, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I got into that. And then some of the other guys were just kind of starting out too, like kind of like trying to figure out the guitar and whatnot. So I thought like, hey, maybe I can try to learn a bit of guitar right. on the side too. My dad's got some guitars lying around. Okay. So it started, that's how I kind of started doing like a few different instruments. Cool. And then, uh, from there I went to York um, for jazz performance. Because oh. basically, um, if you want to study music in a post-secondary type of fashion, yeah, it's either you go like very classical route, yeah, or jazz route, which yeah. I guess you could argue has more. Um, there's more common ground with like modern music and jazz. Definitely, I, I totally. So I felt like that. I wanted to do the jazz because then I could apply some of that what stuff. What instrument? To what instrument were you? Because I know, like, if you go in, in for music, like you you're, like have your instrument that you're totally so, yeah. What, what, so sorry, I skipped sax? over that. I, I decided to to pursue drums in post secondary. Oh, sick. Okay. So it was like going hard jazz drumming. Like I don't know if have you ever seen that movie Whiplash? Yeah. 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 Like it was a lot like that, minus the like intense teacher. <laughs> okay. Just, like, cool. A lot of time like spent practicing, and they really mm-hmm. like nail that in your head. Like practice, practice, like as long as you can. Definitely. And who knows the benefits of that? Like there's pluses and minuses. Yeah, um, for sure. I don't think you totally want to dedicate yourself, at least in my point of view, like it didn't really work to have my sole identity as a drummer. Mm-hmm. I guess like I like to do many things too, but that's what I chose to pursue in, um, in post-secondary. I went to York for jazz drumming and then kind of towards the end, I was sneaking in some guitar too. I took a few like jazz guitar classes because I guess like with my interests, I'm always just trying to do more and more and more. Right, man. So that's kind of where it, kind of uh, where it led me to today. I started living with um, another like rock band at York. 
Okay. Which was just like a, a party house. Yeah, right. But right. we still like did music and that's kind of how I got into making beats and stuff. Cool. Uh, one of my buddies, he's an electronic musician. Yeah. Okay. He goes by the name Seizures Palace. Okay. But he makes like EDM stuff and right, he's always right. into producing and stuff. We had some uh, hip hop heads over at the house that were teaching me how to sample, try to make beats and stuff. So it kind of right. uh, evolved from there. So that's where you were like getting uh getting into like using like software and stuff like well, what exactly. software do you use uh so for making beats i use uh fl studio or fruity loops yeah um oh shit i feel I like everyone is trying loops. to yeah man i feel like everyone <laughs> back in the day downloaded it yeah and probably like mess around and maybe ended up deleting it after right because like, i knew like i was fucking around with it like in grade nine Definitely, just like making yeah. worst stuff ever right but it was yeah. so fun so uh my buddy who was like seriously making beats in fl he kind of taught me um how to like layer drum sounds uh splice the samples all that right. stuff so that's how i kind of got into that cool for um, recording and mixing i use another one called mixcraft which is kind of a lesser known program but it's kind of like a pro tools like okay industry standard type of stuff Sick. it's pretty much and then cuts. like did you take classes in, in mixing and mastering because like that's a whole other beast or is that just like, no absolutely man i um a lot of that's been self-taught and like wow, I would say uh, I started doing that about 10 years ago. Cool. And so there's a lot of uh, trial by fire stuff. Like you yeah. make some really, you do some horrible mixes till it starts to shape up into something good. Right. And then just like YouTube is amazing, man. Like tons of uh, YouTube tutorials. Like there's pros that have mixed like Jay-Z and Beyonce records that are just throwing out free YouTube videos, like yeah. showing you exactly what they've done. So I think a lot of trying to like emulate the greats has been kind of my uh, my thing just as a musician, just trying to like emulate the greats and then you kind of take a piece of that and then you try to make it your own. Yeah, for sure. That's man, that's crazy. Like uh, I, I totally know that, uh, you know, from my experience, just like doing like video editing stuff and Jake, who's uh, who's super like like very very accomplished in uh, yeah, cg he uh yeah he said most of it was like self-taught he would just like be like i want to learn how to do that google it finds it on youtube and then like does a tutorial and, that's cool uh, man yeah yeah that's, some that's, of, that's very cool man like, good for you that's awesome thanks bro yeah some of the sideways stuff blows me away like some of those uh 3d renders it's like oh, insane yeah, that's all jake that's all jake and i can well, tell it probably takes so long yeah it's uh yeah, it does. He's like, he tinkers away at it. I think what takes the longest is uh, waiting for everything to render, right? Like, totally. Some, like, especially some of his like prints. Uh, yeah, he'll just like hit render and like walk away for like two days and come back or maybe not two days, but like a long time. It takes a long, yeah, man. really, really long time. Uh, <laughs> that's speaking of speaking of video stuff, like uh, the video, the video you have for uh, which, what was it? Nothing close, I think. Uh, uh, for sideways? No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing close. Yeah. I did that myself. Close. You did that yourself? Yeah, man. Shit, dude. That's so, yeah, things. same thing, right? You're like, did you learn all of that just from YouTube too? Yeah, mostly. And yeah. that shit took me a long time to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that, again, that looks, that looks really cool. So, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, tell me some of the, uh, artists you're currently like making beats for. Uh, so, um, there's a kind of a mix across the board. I think, like, what's so awesome about, like, the current uh, age we're in is you can just like make contacts with people you've never met in person okay. and just like you establish these relationships with just, just about anybody if you're open to it. Right. So um, one of the collectives I've been working with a lot is actually based in the United States. 
Cool. Um, they're like an indie record label called Sunday Dinner Records. Okay. And they're kind of a Dallas based to begin with, but there's kind of a different artists kind of live in different parts of the country. Right. So I've been working with those guys for a while in terms of kind of odd jobs, mixing and mastering a few production things here and there. Mm-hmm. But uh, they put out a new record. Uh, one of their artists, is named, his name is Wig Flippa. Okay. And uh, I, I had one of my beats on that album. Uh, the name of the track is called Pulp Fiction. Cool. So if anyone wants to search Pulp Fiction on Spotify, Wig Flippa, you'll hear one of my latest beats. Cool, dude. And um, yeah, just kind of doing a... Kind of odd jobs. I feel yeah. like as a working mus- musician, if you don't have one really solid uh, income source, yeah. you kind of have to do juggle around, do a few things. Right. So one of the right. other kind of fun gigs that I had recently was um, recording like the hold music for uh, Friendly Stranger. No way! Like the yeah. the head shop, Friendly. Yeah, the head shop. <laughs> That's amazing, it's, man. It's uh. It's actually just because one of my buddies works for Friendly Stranger. Okay. So I had the kind of inside connection. It was just like a fun thing. Yeah. So my buddy came over. It was actually the, my buddy who works for Friendly Stranger. Yeah. He had written this kind of funny jingle. Okay. So he just came over and recorded some acoustic guitar singing. <laughs> did a little mix on that. So if anyone uh, calls Friendly Stranger and hears the whole music, I had uh, something to do with yeah, that. I had that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's kind oh. of funny, eh? Yeah, man, that's uh, that's that's really cool. What I know, like, I, sorry to cut you off, but I feel like, no. yeah, some like I'm sure you know, like for sideways, like just some random opportunities present themselves sometimes. So yeah. you just got to be ready to ready yeah. to accept. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. Um, that's that's crazy. And then I guess like, uh, so when we came across you back in the day, it's because of that track you did with uh, it's. Uh, you did All I Need, which had Blue featured on it, which yeah. is like, who was like pretty big, at least back then. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much he's done since then, but like he was a pretty, pretty big artist. And absolutely. That, again, you said you just like you had your beat and your, your part on it and you just reached out to it. How did that happen? Yeah, man, I feel like um, you got to take your chances. Like sometimes you'll never get a response. Same thing with you guys. Like when I hit you up, it was just like a shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate you hit me back and then I was mm-hmm. able to perform. That was like such an awesome experience. But it's similar, just like trying to reach out to people. So um, I'd been listening to, uh, he's got this classic album, uh, Below the Heavens, mm-hmm. which was like his debut, it's early 2000s, yeah. with a producer called Exile. And I think that's how he got this. He got his kind of, he got discovered through that, I guess. Okay. So I've just been listening to this album and I just like loved his content, thought he was like... Um, smart he had great delivery mm-hmm. and i just thought he'd be perfect on my track so basically i had this beat it was only a demo i had recorded at the time mm-hmm. and i basically hit him up said like man this is the beat this is my song like uh would you be willing to feature do a feature mm-hmm. on it uh it's one thing to note is it's important to have like somewhat of a budget if you're just in mind uh it's not like you always have to uh, break the bank on something but right. something you can offer someone in return yeah. so i did have a budget i was willing to uh, offer like for him to contribute on my song right and so i think if they if um someone is like feeling your song you can contribute something towards them right they'll be happy to accept in some yeah. cases so i think i got really lucky there man like he was fortunately liked the song and uh so much that he cut me a deal on his rate That's we won't uh, we won't go into that but yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, man, he was so professional to deal with. Like, uh, sent me everything back. It was like re- recorded perfectly. 
even helped promote uh, the track after I released it. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that was just a great experience. So you yeah. got to take your chances. Like there's say nine times out of 10, you don't get uh, a response just right. reaching out to random people. Yeah. But then, Hey, that one in 10 could be blue saying he's down to rap on your track. So yeah, I'm just so blessed I got to have uh, gotten that verse from, from him. Cause I think his, his verse is like probably one of my favorite verses, rap yeah. verses ever. Yeah, man. I was Especially listening knowing to your from, EP today. Uh, from and, my uh, track. Yeah. yeah, it was. And it, I just it's think like he just he, he nailed it. So I have nothing but uh, compliments for Blue. Cool, dude. Cool. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was just I was listening to your EP today just before uh, just before doing this, just to get like in the headspace again and like see if uh, you know if I wanted to ask questions about the songs and uh, yeah, man. I, I got to say, like uh, for someone that's like self taught, uh, the production on it is fantastic like you are a really good mixer and master it, it sounds great no i appreciate um, that man i definitely there is some there's some time you were just like i'm sure you can relate like working on the these podcasts and stuff just like tweaking things slightly that oh my god you can do it forever <laughs> oh i know man so i think like the majority of the time was that like everything was at 99 percent and yeah. i'm just tweaking that one percent and i feel like yeah you, you could never stop so at some right. point you just have to say like this is it yeah. I'm finished. I'm putting do you have it any? Uh, do you have a, Do you have an EP coming out anytime soon? Are you working on one right now? Uh, yeah, I am. It's kind of a less structured thing where I have um, just like a number of songs that I have mm-hmm. in mind of what I want to put out. Right. And that's kind of how the first one started. It was just a collection of songs. It kept getting changed. Like I'd take something out, mm-hmm. put something new on, and then it finally got narrowed down to those five songs. So I'm kind of in a similar process now. Just like I've got a collection of songs kind of have to fine tune it. Probably some things will get removed. Some things will get added, but kind of in the state where I'm working, I'm working on the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of your last EP, I see the, the artwork behind you. Is that, uh, is that the cover from your EP? Yeah, it is actually yeah. Uh, cool. Sorry about that. I was just, again, just very fortunate to know a really talented uh, graphic designer. Cool. Who I was friends with. His name is Joel McLeod. He's okay. a Toronto based designer. Anyways. Yeah. He just, uh, I exchanged a little mixing work uh, for his surf rock record. Okay. In exchange for him doing the artwork for my album. Cool. And once again, I was just like, couldn't be more pleased. I feel like I just got so lucky with the album, like Blue delivering this perfect verse, got this amazing artwork. So yeah, yeah I just I just got to print it off Vistaprint. It's nothing special. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, cool. Yeah, That's it's cool. a nice, nice piece to have in the back. Definitely, dude. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Well, like, uh, are you like, tell me what else, what else do you do? Like outside of, uh, outside of music, it definitely seems like you, you're one of the fortunate few people that has been able to like, you're making money, like from, from teaching music. Um, you know, like what, what is it that you do outside of music? What else are you passionate about? Wow, buddy. That's a great question. I feel like I have so many different, um, different interests within music that keeps Mm -hmm. me pretty busy. I feel like, um, um, just like everybody else, love movies, love TV, occasional video games. I actually have been, uh, I busted out the old Super Nintendo that my girlfriend had. It was like the old family Super Nintendo. Okay. So I've been playing some Donkey Kong 2. Nice. I mean, (laughs) and also, um, I used to like, I started uh, collecting records kind of in early university. Quick. Cool. So I've been kind of going back to that, listening to some of my old records that, in the Spotify age, like have been a bit neglected. For sure. 
So I actually brought a few just as a bit of show and tell to show you what I'm listening to. Yeah, cool, man. I actually saw this dope uh, Instagram live stream where it was one of those live things where it was an uh, interview as well. And yeah. they were interviewing uh, this uh, kind of vinyl collector and he was showing off all his rare albums. Okay, it was okay. just like a cool experience, and there's Dude, maybe like I a, totally get it. I have a. I'm looking at my collection right now. I've got a. I've got a pretty big growing collection too. So nice I'm very. Time. I'm very excited to see what you got. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, just to finish that. Um. So it was just like this Instagram live stream. There's maybe 40 people watching. I don't even know how I clicked on it. It was called okay. like a Toronto Loop Sessions or something. Okay. But people would comment um, every now and again, and there was like some legendary people just like watching. Right. In this group, like um. Um, DJ House Shoes, he's a, a Detroit-based DJ. He's, okay. some would say he discovered the producer, uh, Jay Dilla. Oh, shit. Okay. So now he lives in LA. He has his own um, indie record label called Street Corner Records. But okay. he was in there just commenting on the on the vinyl selection this guy was showing off. No, and right. also a producer called Jake One. He's done stuff with from Rick Ross to Beyonce. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's Seattle-based. These, these guys are ringing, ringing bells. I'm, I'm, yeah, there were some people in there, so I felt like I had just accidentally walked into this like secret club thing. <laughs> Wicked. So, anyways, just yeah, earlier today when uh, we were just waiting to get this started, I was like, maybe I'll show Frankie some stuff. Yeah, man. Let me see. So, let me see. Anyways, here's what I got. This was all like just within 30 seconds of skimming through my stuff. How big is so your the collection? Fr- before we see, before we see, how big is your collection? Would you say? I wish I could show you. It's just in the other room. Um, hmm. I haven't counted. Maybe I'd say between 150, maybe 150 records. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah, you win. Yours is bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> some were passed down. Like some were hand-me-downs from my dad. Cool. And then I used to live, there used to be a sick record shop at Young and Eglinton called Vortex. Okay. And they had records for like 3 to $5. Yeah. So yeah. for so one summer, I'd go there. Bins. Yeah, man. Yeah. For uh, one summer, uh, um, probably about five to 10 years ago, I'd just go with a $10 bill. And that was my rule. I couldn't spend more than $10. But I'd always come back with like either two to three records. So mm-hmm. that spot really helped me without yeah, breaking sure. the bank. Yeah, definitely, man. Okay, cool. Let's see him. Cool, bro. So the first one uh, is uh, this dude's called Lenny Bro. Okay. He's um, a Native American jazz guitarist who lived in Canada. Okay. Anyways, writing down his name. Yeah, you should check out this guy. And his album's called Mo Bro. Mo Bro. <sighs> that's I know, awesome. Some of the old jazz titles are hilarious. Yeah, that's wicked. Okay. But this guy's like a virtuoso. He had a bit of, um, like many jazz musicians, like a bit of a, a troubled story. Like yeah, a lot of highs and lows, you could say. But this guy's wild, man. He he was like the Jimi Hendrix of jazz guitar, like doing some like dazzling things. So yeah, check him out, man. He's wild. Number two is, um, this is called Arthur Verakai. Okay. This is, um, it's like a Brazilian jazz record from the seventies. Okay. It's just one of my favorite albums. Just like the, the sound of it. They somehow mix like jazz classical almost like a pink floyd psychedelic rock wow. aspect oh, too that sounds very cool. it's sick man and it's like it's uh, like a testament to how good it is and how much i like it because i don't understand any of the words right right it's right. all it's all in like portuguese or whatever right but just like the melodies are incredible so yeah <laughs> anybody wants to check this out it's a gem and it's been sampled 
many times. Okay. So it's kind of one of those hidden gems. I got two more here. This one is uh, um, Todd Rundgren. Okay. He's a 70s, like, kind of classic rock musician. I recognize this guy. You probably name. have heard some of his songs. He does that song, Hello, it's me. Yes. I've been thinking for a long, long time. That yeah, one. yeah. Him. Okay, cool. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, this, uh, that track is on this album. It's a double EP, double uh, record, I think. Yeah. This one's sick. This was a hand-me-down for my dad. And it's, cool. uh has a sentimental spot, too. There's some good tracks on them. Yeah, so anyone, check that out. Beautiful. He's got a great voice. And funny story about that guy, his voice, he's like probably in his 60s now. Right. He used to have this like beautiful kind of like falsetto high voice. Okay. And then for whatever reason, now it's like so deep, like a oh. baritone. So oh, when you no hear way. him now, it's like, is this even the same guy? <laughs> anyways, that's the time capsule. You got to check it out. Maybe it's like a heavy guy. smoker or something. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. It just caught up with him one day. Yeah. I got one more. Final one. Okay, cool. This is, um, it's a group uh, from California. Okay. Uh, they're called People Under the Stairs. They're okay. like um, an indie rap group, two guys. Okay. And anyways, these guys are amazing. They kind of um, set the tone for what my beats wanted to be like okay. and kind of my musical content. Um, it's all very party-based, good times-based like good vibes. The beats okay. are really chill, have some kind of jazzy elements, funky elements. Right. Right. And so, right. um, one of the art, one of the guys in the group makes the beats. I think okay. they both make the beats, but there's one guy that's heavier on the beats. It's kind of like a run the jewels sort of situation with a producer, yeah, yeah, a little producer bit. of rapper and but the producer also raps a little bit. Exactly. And then cool. they both rap and they have yeah. like that really classic West coast kind of rap style. Sick. But anyways, this one is, uh, the name of the record is called fun DMC. Yeah. So that just gives you kind of a, a vibe of what it's what they're going for. This is like a dope summer record. Cool, man. Like I haven't, uh, I don't know how it's going to hit in lockdown. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely good for when the sun's out. I don't know, man. If you saw that footage from Trinity Bellwoods, people are still still going oh, outside. I'm, I know. I'm man. waiting for the spike to go up again. Like, uh, so upsetting. But uh, it, oh, yes, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen for sure. Man, that that's awesome! Thanks for doing that. That's such a great idea. I'm gonna, I'm totally gonna start asking people to show and show and tell their records if they're uh, vinyl collectors. Uh, cool, how man. did you find? How did you find like some of those like more obscure ones, like the uh, like Lenny Lenny Bro or uh, Arthur Verakai? Are you like me, where you just like go in, you're like, this album looks really cool, and it's there's like a, a dollar, so I'm gonna get it. <laughs> there's definitely a mix of that, man. Like. Yeah. Uh, I found some gems that way. Like I found some uh, like Middle Eastern dollar records, just seeing if I could find something to sample. Right. And you find like a five second snippet in it. That's just like unreal. Right. Right. And right. you also get those $1 records that are just like, just brutal, like yeah. terrible. So I have <laughs> oh, yeah. a, yeah, I've got a section of ones I need of some of those dollar records that I need to like return or right. like get rid of. Yeah. That's, but, yeah, that's definitely. a good point too. I have some of those. I think, um, Oh, Hold on, hold on one second. I'm going to show you the first record I ever bought even before I had a, a record player. Oh, 
So a little bit of backstory before, because otherwise <laughs> it'll just seem weird. Um, but I, uh, in my college days, I would get, I'd get pretty like pretty drunk, pretty hammered and I'd have an alter yeah, ego, kind of like Frank the Tank in old school. That kind yeah, of thing would happen it? to me. And my, my initials are FDR. And yeah. I would just start yelling FDR and then go and do something incredibly stupid. Like, like you know, like jump on a table or something. Amazing. Uh, so this is the first record I picked up. Yo, that's sick. And it's, uh, it's just a collection of uh, the, the uh, FDR, the president. It's a collection of his speeches. For sure, man. <laughs> so you basically saw that and you're like, I need that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I forget, like, I don't even remember where I was. I don't even think I, uh, I think, uh, so I went to school at Humber and uh, oh, yeah, on cool. Lakeshore, Lakeshore and Islington, there's yeah. a record store called Vinyl Cafe. Shout out Vinyl Cafe. Excellent record store. The nicest dude works there. And I think I just went in with my buddy because we grabbed like lunch or something and we saw a record store and he had, he had a record player. So he went in to look for some records and I just was looking around in the discount bin and I found this and I was like, I have to get it. And I think I bought a record player like maybe a week later just so I could listen to it. That's amazing, um, man. Yeah. And then since then, man, that's like probably one of the things I miss most uh, about just regular normal life is being able to go to record stores. I know they're opening up again. Uh, yeah. I know, I know like Dead Dog Records on Bluer is opening up. So cool. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be able to go there. But like, and then I also kind of feel weird of, you know, just like going through the discount. I know, and this new state of the world, it's like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. But like, that's uh, <laughs> that's something I'm really looking forward to again. It's just Absolutely, like doing that. I've, but yeah, well, man, I found so many gems. Same, same thing. Just like finding stuff and being like, oh, I've never heard of this. This album looks really weird. And uh, yeah, just like just got it and love it and like to the point where like i would go i'd go and find that same artist and like now i have like five of their records um, cool man yeah no i know man speaking yeah. of record stores i gotta quickly shout out cops records on queen yes one, one of my buddies works there i i used to like buy records there all the time back in the day and like they had dope prices amazing mm -hmm. selection so first of all like shout out them for that mm -hmm. but uh, my buddy t pops he works there um and he was uh i was able to shoot an acoustic video in the store Oh, and wicked. so if anyone wants to go on YouTube and search um, Z Forbes, uh, that song, Acoustic, I did just like a acoustic guitar singing version in the Queen Street location. Cool. And um, my buddy Maddie Case shot it. Shout out to Maddie Case. And uh, it just turned out perfect. So uh, Wicked, man. Much love for cops. The Sweet. owner actually came in, was basically just like, just so cool with the oh, shoot yeah. happening. He, I think it was a surprise to him, but he was like, do do whatever boys yeah yeah that's great what was the other one that i'm gonna i'm gonna put links to all these places or is vortex still a thing or vortex unfortunately is closed oh that's too bad okay i was gonna give a shout out it's a hit for the vinyl community there yeah damn damn all right man i think uh i think my zoom meeting time is going to be cutting off cutting us off soon no I, worries I man this was a pleasure version. hey man thanks so much for doing this this was fun yeah man i hope that i can see you in person soon enough Oh, dude, we'll grab a beer when we're allowed. Dope. All right, cool. Frank. All right. Peace, buddy. Peace, dude. Cheers.